0: Welcome to War Tetris. <laughs> well, we're going into this. We literally just said, hello, you got coffee, and now we're going right in. Yep, here we yeah, go. Here we go. Echo Park. This is a new one. Yeah. I haven't done this one yet. Oh, man. I actually haven't been here yet. Really? It's five years. <gasps> Echo Park Lake is one
1: of the most be- <laughs> beautiful places in the city.
0: Except that, you know, I came up here and got costed by a Christian group three times in five minutes. You did? Yeah. Right over there. Yeah, yeah. They, it's like I said no, and then said no again. And then had to snap the third time. Like I said, pol- no, politely twice, and we're only five minutes into me having stepping foot in here. You're not helping the, you're not helping the cause, lady. I have a podcast to do. <laughs> I do. Podcasting is more important than you, Jesus. I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that. How are you? I'm good. good. Thank you. How's your? So Thanks how how, is, how? We're coming out towards the end of the year. How was your TV season? It was, was busy. busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you coming off of?
1: Um, a show called The Witcher, it's a new Netflix fantasy series and um, before that I, I was in Vancouver for three months shooting uh, Facebook's first drama, uh, Sacred Lies, it's a half hour drama and all ten episodes are available on Facebook now.
0: Boom. Yeah. So quickly before we go forward, where can people okay. find you online?
1: Oh, um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenny JennyDelHerpes. Um it is a terrible pun that I made in my youth, and uh, you can't change Twitter. It. To, yeah.
0: no, no, I know, it's just stupid, and uh, whatever. I own it. <laughs> um. And uh, so for this show, yeah. as usual, first twenty minutes will be available for free. Um, after that, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/WordTetris. Sign up for the one-dollar an episode tier, get the full episode with Jenny Klein, the full Jenny Klein experience. Oh. <laughs> if you go and sign up for the three-dollar an episode tier, you get that episode plus a bonus episode. We're gonna record right after this one. So let's get into this. Jenny Klein, what is your relationship with rewriting?
1: Oh, my relationship with rewriting is
0: tumultuous. Um, is it no. loving? i
1: I would say it's mixed um because part of you always hopes that uh you don't have to do as much work (laughs) um or you're like maybe maybe my my first draft is uh is perfect um but it, it never is and then rewrites are a blessing because especially i feel like when it's a real thing when you're when you're in production and you can really it until it's until it's in post even, like post is, I mean, as I'm sure you've heard many people say, is the, the final rewrite, you just have, it's just more chances to make your thing better before people see it, and it's like, those are all bonuses, and you're, even though it's like, yes, it's more work, it's more time, it's more like hair pulling, but you're, at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I did all those drafts, and I honed it, and I made it the best thing it can be,
0: rather than just settling
1: and um, making something half-baked.
0: Do you often find that you're rewriting whole chunks of the script at a time or just more it's a polish rewrite i
1: generally have a polish type of yeah I, i do really i i work really hard on my first drafts i don't just do like a anything i turn in you're probably getting actually my third draft (laughs) because i i do it and then i go back and i rewrite it i usually cut like if it's a one hour i cut 10 pages out of it and then i do another pass for just fine tuning dialogue so it's not like you're getting just like my puke draft as as you would say um i worked really hard on it and i I, my goal is for if i'm on a show for my boss to have to do as little work as possible so it's not just I'm, i'm writing it for me i'm writing it for what i think she would want
0: how how messy is that puke draft um, it's actually not
1: because th- my process is like I uh, I like I'll write, you know, in a day, it's like you write like, Three or four scenes, and it's like 15 pages. And then the next day, before my form of procrastinating, <laughs> before I face the new scenes, is going back and reading what I wrote. And then I'm like, I'm just going to read it. But you just end up editing in it. So then it's a gift to your future self when you go back to your your rough your rough draft. It's at least I. It's not like, oh, what did I write? It, I actually had gone gone through it. How so
0: ex- how extensive do your outlines get beforehand? Do they usually. Do you find that? The thing that's come up a lot is like people who will extensively outline and then it leaves them having to do very little work. Yes,
1: that's at what the I do. Draft end, yeah. yeah it's I'm a very
0: heavy outliner. Big
1: believer in uh, tight, very detailed outlines. Where it, and it's scary because the outline is you have less time to do it. Um, it's usually you know like four days, but you, I, I at least am glad when I get to script where it's like no that's the scene and we're all on the same page like not just the showrunner read it but my all the other writers everybody whose other scripts in the the season mythology it affects we're all on the same page and now I am writing this script uh with like everybody on board and like no surprises and and certainly you want to find like your fun you always want to find something new in the scripts and so it's exciting and it's not like you just wrote the outline like some writers with a a really detailed outline, which most shows I've been on, they are detailed outlines where you have the basic exchanges. Um, we'll just paste the outline scene into the script, and I never do that because it I think it it loses something in the script as far as the newness. And um, you know, even if you are taking lines from the outline, you make yourself retype it and um, and approach it from the blank page of the script.
0: How much rewriting do you find you're doing in that outline? Like, do you find that that? Because I found for me when I when I finally discovered the joy of outlining, <laughs> the reason I found that I loved it was off one idea, which was it is the place where I felt really comfortable with making big experimental changes at any point. Like I didn't. It felt like I always felt like when you're in the script and you have to make big chess moves, you fucked up, and it's really hard to do yeah, that it sucks. in the outline. Making those big chess moves. Not a big deal. I yeah, like you can chuck whole, whole you know chunks out, and it's yes. but ultimately it all, that only means you've thrown away maybe three to five pages. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, but in in script you be chuck, throwing out twenty to thirty pages. Yeah, and, and it has I,
1: huge ripple effects.
0: Right, so I feel like getting the opportunity to do all that rewriting before you get to the script is. So beneficial. Yes,
1: exactly. And it's it doesn't feel as in stone yet. And you're really just by forcing yourself to really put the scene down on the page in the outline, you are saving yourself a lot of headache later. And also in um, in the show paradigm, it is your chance to get your network and studios' uh, opinions before it reaches script level. So any red flags that come up, you can incorporate them into the script. Um, so I, I definitely subscribe to everybody on the same page this.
0: Now let's talk about that because actually that has not come up on the show yet. The idea of giving the outline for getting the notes for the outline. Yeah. Notes for the script always. But notes for the outline
1: yeah, I always do you, want those. Yeah.
0: Do you find first of all that it is based on what we just mentioned, do it's easier to take notes on the outline than it is to take notes when you get to the script, like from the studio and the network?
1: Yeah, I would say that um something you want to avoid is getting getting to script level and because there was a uh, like if for example, um you didn't yeah, write an outline, and you didn't give an outline to the Studio or Network, and then you have the script, and they have a note that, it, it, that would really involve a rebreak, that would involve pulling apart the script and uh, moving around all the puzzle, piece, puzzle pieces, a lot of rewriting. That's an outline level note. And so you don't want to get outline level notes, which are notes that involve rebreaks uh, on a script. So it's you really want everybody to read the outline.
0: <laughs> um, and then I had this conversation with um, a guy who writes on travelers, and he, you know we we have very different philosophies on the whole idea of outlining in general. Mm-hmm. You know, he's more like I got to write in the script. I got that's where the magic yeah. is, right? And it's it's there's a lot of magic too, in the it's script.
1: Completely scripts different. are way more fun. <laughs> they
0: are more fun, so but more I fun. find they are more <laughs> they're even more fun when I have the entire story sort of beat it out and I'm like I know where I'm going so it's like but he was like he made a comment where he was like I don't like this I hate this about studios and networks where it's like they just think the outline will tell them everything whereas they need to see the script and I'm like do you find that they the studio network they are very receptive to an outline Mm -hmm. or they kind of don't know what they're looking at because the outline also there's no consistent formula for an outline Mm -hmm. where there's a consistent formula for a script right So what is? how do you find that the process usually goes when you're getting the notes from the student network or even the showrunner Mm -hmm. when you're at the outline phase?
1: Um, I feel like um, one goal when you're writing an outline is try to write an emotionally resonant outline so that the reader is is feeling uh, as much as possible without it being the actual script so that all those emotional scenes land. So it doesn't just feel like, oh, here's this happens, this happens, and this happens. Um, So... I feel like, uh, as far as getting getting notes on the outline, sometimes you 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 do say like, oh well, well if that wasn't clear in the outline, which sometimes it's not, because you won't, you have way less space to do it, and there there will definitely be like emotional exchanges between characters that will really sell this, um, and then you know you just. Make sure you say like I, we will dig into that in the script, and and that is something that then going into script, you know, oh, I am particularly want to make sure that lands because it didn't necessarily sing before.
0: That, I'm so I, I love talking about the outline. Yeah, part of this in cool. I this really particular I love like talking about I really do <laughs> because no one talks about it. No one they're, talks uh, about it important. enough. And but the but the no everyone thinks you bang out the outline and then the outline is just sort of like a very base roadmap. Like it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It can, it be, can be. It can be so detailed. And I feel like if. You know, if you were de- doing a detailed outline, how much time do you end up, usually you find devoting to that outline and all that rewriting of the outline and tweaking it and changing it? And also, second part of that question, in how much do you find that it gives you a much greater ability to hit your goals yeah. on the script yeah. once you get there?
1: Definitely. Um, I feel like as far as when I know when to stop an outline is I do a draft of the outline and if the response to it is involving rebreak, oh i have to do a whole big draft but if it's small things if it's like maybe this scene can be more about this and it's it's really just scene work i want i, I will go to script and i will address the notes on the outline in the script rather than spend like oh, you know more days and more turnaround time needing responses to do another draft of an outline you're able to to uh, translate that into the script and yeah i definitely feel like um uh just having that detailed outline that I feel really solid about actually creates more freedom for me in the script um, because I have these these temples that I'm writing toward. and um, certainly it makes the scripts go a lot faster. Like I, I end up writing the script in you know like four days. Um, without being really stressed about it, because I'm not figuring out outline-level story problems while I'm trying to have fun finding these characters' voices.
0: And then, after you get past that initial submitted script phase and you're getting your first set of notes back, Uh now run me through your process from that point. Like, How easy or difficult do you find it is to address the notes in that script? Like, And usually, because also the great thing I imagine about the outline is it has solved a lot of the... Yeah. I solved a lot of those story problems at of time. So when you're at the script, it's just like, well, I don't know if the day would say this. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm bumping on this line. Like, it, it sounds right. like small. you said it was small polishers. Yeah. Really. So do you find that that process is enjoyable, or is it more just necessary? I would
1: say that, like for the most part, if um, everybody was reasonable and on top of their their uh, their stuff, um, I won't swear, um, okay. <laughs> on top of their shit, um, and and you did write a detailed outline that uh, that was a thoroughly good break with the room, and um, then usually when you get the script, it's like well it's not like is suddenly new because everybody read the outline and the notes are, oh, you just, you know, you do a pass. It's like a, a day's work is usually what it, it should be. But sometimes um, it happens where, especially on a new show, um, like a season one show, um, sorry for the plane, everybody. We are outside live at Echo Park Lighthouse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was, a helicopter. it was a It was an LAPD chopper. Um, <laughs> Everything's okay. okay.
1: Um, but... No, more fires are breaking, out. yeah yeah um, but yeah if you if you're on a new show sometimes, especially early scripts in the season, you and the network is also still finding the show with you, and maybe you run on the, the same page about like how much how much of the show is a mystery or how much is it a romance and things like that, and they might have like a fundamental note on a script that even though they um, they read the outline and then we're like okay well we're gonna do the script and and they want to see the script but then they read it and it's not exactly what the show wants to be you might need to re-break and that that involves looking at what show are we making and ultimately coming to terms with like this is this is going to make it better and more cohesive and yeah and you have to like, start over. Like, I've had to do that where it was like, no, this is a different kind of show that we're making. And, um, and plenty of times, like, probably every show that I've been on, w- one writer ends up with that script where it's not their fault. Like, they wrote an amazing script, and you're like, oh, except it doesn't fit it's into the some show. larger some larger thing yeah and then um and then that's part of that's part of the duty of being on staff can and then you write two scripts can you th- can <laughs> you think
0: funny. can you think of an example you don't have to name the show but can you think of an example where that happened where it just where for you mm-hmm. the whole thing blew up and you had to go you had to start over you had to go all the way back yeah like, oh yeah that only happened to me once but on can another can you run sh- it can you run us through that that example like are you safe to run through that example um, it's a Marvel show, isn't it?
1: No, it's not. It's actually not a Marvel show.
0: But that did, it did
1: happen on a Marvel show, but not to me.
0: Okay. Um, it was someone else.
1: Um, it's just the luck of the draw. And again, it's usually very early in the season when you're, when you're having to do these, like, the, the bedrock of what the season is going to be that will have ripple
0: effects. Um, so, uh, have, you found, have you found that the process... But it's all, it's all good. Have you found that the process at all has changed over the years? Like, you started on, like, Supernatural
1: yeah and
0: like that's a very sort of network yeah. procedural yeah. we have the it's here's machine. the machine we have the yeah. formula mm-hmm. we know how to do this mm-hmm. and when did you come on to that
1: i came on supernatural in 2008 as the writer's pa and i was a writer's pa for two years so there, and then i was a writer's so there were four assistant. years
0: in at that point yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. okay yeah so you come in like good job yeah. <laughs> um there so it's like So they're four years in. They know the machine. They know what the hell they're doing. They know what they want the show to be. You know, when you got your chance to do your first script for it. And I know know it's been said that that show was very... It wasn't a room show. It was... You had the whichever showrunner yeah. was mm-hmm. at that time. Yes, I think you, would you go through three I of them? I went
1: through <laughs> when I started. It was Eric, and then it was Sarah, and then Jeremy Carver.
0: So you got three. You went yeah, through three of them. Yeah, I think they're on their sixth at
1: this point. Uh, <laughs>
0: that show's ran too long. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still good. Um, but when so it's like you get your first script. They know the machine. They know what you. Everyone yeah. knows what the show it's is. So, yes, exactly. So, so how was the process? How de- how extensive did the process get after that first pass? After that first submission,
1: on supernatural, on
0: supernatural. Um, do you mean like the outline, or just in general? Like, how did like? Because I imagine for sure, like I imagine doing that is different than doing like cloak and dagger, where yeah. cloak and dagger was, you know, we had a room, we had like you had a, a room, like you had a, it was a serialized show, it's deal, like you yeah. had a lot of pieces, you got to, yes. and you know, it's Marvel, so that comes with its own yes. sort of. Thing. Jessica Jones, I imagine, would be the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. know what? How has there Great been rooms. any invo- evolution in the process of the mm-hmm. rewrites and the way that the networks deal with it, the way the showrunners deal with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, I would say on Supernatural, just like every like we had to, we did detailed outlines um, and you get notes, and um, I would say that because, like, in later seasons, especially. Um, It like no one was like, Oh, we need to figure out what this like. You weren't getting having like responses like that, where um, rewrites would be because of uh, like what the show was because everyone knew what it was at that point. Um, So, uh, but we did do yeah, like full outlines and they were very clear roadmaps for the script. Um, But yeah, in a way, so I mean, I love a room, but in a way, because we didn't have a room, it made me very strong at breaking by myself if i have to like i know i can break an episode of television alone and write an outline alone because i had to do that and um it's it's a really good skill because um, it teaches you to rely
0: on yourself when you need to what was the process like on that first one which one was it i'm, I'm gonna look it up oh, my first
1: it... supernatural yeah. um that was uh i co-wrote that with Uh, Robert Singer who's an executive producer on the show Bob Singer and um, Sarah Gamble was the showrunner and yeah I pitched the idea um, a a pretty like I think from the poker game
0: episode oh
1: that was my first story credit Uh, Sarah wrote that
0: okay so which one was your first my first one
1: I wrote was called Out with the Old Um, it was a Cursed Objects episode and
0: that went great that
1: was um, yeah that was actually one of my one of my smoothest and um it was it was really good. Everyone was pretty supportive, and um, uh, it was a standalone episode. So, like you said, it's it's it had actually it actually was a hybrid because it had stuff with the Leviathans, and so um, with those, when you do a standalone that also has mythology elements, the the danger is that it feels bifurcated. Um, but you all, you do want to get those roots in, in the mythology, otherwise, uh, people. Accused it of being a filler. <laughs> um, so it's nice to have, uh, you know, l- larger repercussions to the characters' actions, even if it's a standalone, which are often the more fun
0: episodes. How much back and forth was there? What do you mean? The back and forth of the here's the script, okay, here are our notes. That here's went very smooth. Sp- <laughs>
1: I remember I like, because <laughs> I was so ready to write <laughs> an episode at that point. And I I wrote the, I remember, oh yeah, because I co-wrote with Bob. And I was
0: writing To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to Patreon.com slash Tetris.